Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Welcome to Good Pop, Bad Pop. The first last and only line of defense against the scum of the universe you're here with agent m m hello yes and agent t is that you sure today we have a lot on today actually um we're going to talk about e3 Mm -hmm. what what we liked about e3 not all of e3 there's too much at e3 um we have a game review for sekiro i have finished sekiro and i will tell you all about it we're going to review the TV show Good Omens, and this week we're at the Sydney premiere of Men in Black International. Well, we're at a screening. Yeah, but like on, you know, before it came out. Yes. Advanced screening. Advanced screening is what we saw. Let's add some gravitas to it. Let's make <laughs> it sound impressive. The listeners want to be impressed by us. Both okay. of them. Well, all right. Hang on. Let's just, let's just. Okay, we'll do it. Okay, listeners, listeners, can you just look here for one minute? Look here for one minute. Look really close at your earphones and/or speakers. Okay, you are listening to Good Pop, Bad Pop, and this is also the greatest podcast you've ever seen. And carry on with your day. And don't forget to call your mother. Irrelevant. <laughs> um, what else are we doing today? <laughs> uh, all right. So let's, let's dive straight in. Let's rattle off a few E three highlights. Um, Em, what'd you like? What'd I like? what I like? Um, so, obviously, I just wanted to see more of that sweet, sweet Borderlands. Um, so, we got to see a bit of a Moe's playthrough and read a little bit more, or well, not read, uh, see a little bit more of the twins in a couple more trailers and stuff like that. Um, so, that was very exciting. Um, they also, of course, announced the new DLC for Borderlands 2. Um, and we have already started and finished that. <laughs> You're glazing over the significance of this. So, well, Borderlands, catch up then. <laughs> Borderlands 3 comes out in three months. Borderlands 2 is five, six years old. Something like that. Seven years old? Seven years old. Seven out. years old. And they've gone here, have a free DLC to everyone owns the Handsome Collection, which is also free this week on mm-hmm. PlayStation mm-hmm. and very cheap elsewhere. And they've just given you a whole DLC and one of the full-length ones too. Like, there was like good was four huge. or five hours in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, for us. <laughs> we have to um, we have to go at M speed. <laughs> I shoot where I please. <laughs> shoot baddies. Hit him with the shooty end. <laughs> but um, it was great. So it was Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary. Yes. And it was like a bridging adventure to sort of wrap up Borderlands 2 and set us up for Borderlands 3. Now, we won't go heavy into this, but it was delightful fan service. Oh, was it ever? And not only that, but it was also very well done, very thorough. They threw in some fun new stuff. Hello, new sparkly guns. (laughs) Rainbow guns. Very excited about that. The first one we saw, we were like, what is this? (laughs) And, and it's the best. And they had a lot of nods to, you know, Borderlands 2 characters, as you'd expect. But a lot of focus on the tales from the Borderlands characters. Which was very pleasing to me, because I always worry that's something that gets left behind. And they did um, just a stellar job of entwining that story. And also, while at the same time, setting up what we might be able to expect a little bit of coming into Borderlands 3. And... There were there's a lot of detail. So I hadn't played Tales from the Borderlands, and I've gone and zipped through it this week. And it was like the same areas and the mm. same kind of monsters and enemies and stuff. And, you know, you wouldn't know unless you'd played it that week. It was very sort of subtle things. But Yeah, I, I didn't like, really notice because I played Tales from the Borderlands when it first came out. And because you had only been playing it already this week, getting ready... Uh, we'd be going through certain parts of the Borderlands 2 DLC, and you're like, oh, that's the room where this happens, and this is when this happens. And I'm like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> hmm. So this was a nice little, little treat. This is excellent marketing. Um, that storytelling, like, fantastic storytelling. But I mean, just, all right, we have a new game coming out. Here, have all the old ones for free. Have high-def texture packs, if you happen to have a PlayStation Pro. It's free to download to high-def versions Sweet. and remasters. 
uh, free DLC and just get pumped. And I, I, I'm a Borderlands fan anyway, but just dicking around with it this week, I've, I've got the thirst. I've got the loot thirst. Oh, yeah. The looter shooter. And I'm like, oh, I could do this. and No, no. Sit, T. Wait three <laughs> months because you, you'll have to retire your Borderlands character and no, start a new keep one. Keep playing. Play always. <laughs> Um, I've even started looking at what the new characters are going to be and planning builds and stuff because mm, that's mm. just how I do. But um, three months, then Borderlands 3. Oh, until am... then, we are on. What are we about to start? Ultimate Vault Hunter. True. I get them confused. Uh, the I don't even know if we'll start. Well, okay, we're, we're... What do you mean you don't know? On our we're, joint we're playthrough, playing. we're on the Ultimate Vault Hunter mode, which is like the... Not the hardest, but like a higher tier of difficulty. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um... But yes, Borderlands, probably yes. the thing I'm most excited for about. Now, next one, I have Outer Worlds trailer. Mm. Now, I'm quite excited about this because of uh, uh, it's Obsidian who made it. Now, Obsidian, famous for Knights of the Old Republic, number two, mm-hmm. Neverwinter Nights 2, uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth. Oh, well, now I'm interested. <laughs> and the big one, Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. While it was the sloppiest version, there's a really fascinating story on why that game was so sloppy, but it was the best RPG, many fans feel. Right. So these writers are now doing their own IP out of the Fallout universe in sort of a futuristic, spacey world. I've watched a few gameplays and stuff, and I am quite excited about that. So think of all the clever people over Fallout's history getting together and making a new IP. I'm excited. I'm intrigued. I mean, I also watched the trailer and it looked interesting, but there was just something about the trailer where I thought, this looks good, but I know I'm going to be disappointed by it. It's not your type of game. It's a bit too... You've got to be a bit fastidious to play these games and a bit detail-oriented. Mm. I don't have time for that. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Uh, well, firstly, that comes out in October. October. So I just wanted to state that. Um, now, what else have we got? The next one that we both had a look at was Elden Ring, which is um, oh, yeah. the George R. R. Martin involved one, um, which so looks this... really dumb. <laughs> um, looks very tropey. Um, I'll probably look into it anyway. I wonder how many loose threads it's going to have. And I don't know what this now, note M. means, but it, I wrote a note that just says, weird hands. <laughs> now, M, I, I feel you're being a bit disingenuous because you hate every component that went into this you hate From Software because you've watched me play From Software games. You hate George R. R. Martin because we just did an, you know, a spoiler cast shredding his material. Mm-hmm. And so this game, I don't think you were ever going to like it. Saying that, you're 100% correct. That trailer was a trippy mess. I mean, we went, I watched a supercut of all the, you know, coming soon games and not, you know, not from the big companies. And everyone looks the fucking same. They're all the same. <gasps> In a world destroyed. And then there's a dragon or a skeleton or, a, or a goblin. Ring. I mean, uh, a different ring. Uh, hmm, weird hands. It's like if you play mobile and, and games where you have to watch a lot of ads, you see ads and all the games are different mm-hmm. but the same. And it's like throne of games you know law and war war fighting battle Ring of lords <laughs> battle clash clan royale and so they're all the same it felt like that just on a bigger scale weird hands but it was an interesting pair up because i don't feel those two components go together so what from yeah, software does hell of a mess hmm? it's gonna be a hell of a mess because what from software does they have cool ambient worlds but they don't force the story down your throat it sort of comes to you and if you want you can dig that was from like bloodborne and sekiro mm-hmm. whereas george r martin has built a good world we don't know if it's going to end well <laughs> we, we have concerns but that's a whole other topic looks terrible well, I, we haven't seen any gameplay so that was another problem everyone's making cinematic trailers that build hype but very few people show you the damn game it is true like the next one i want to talk about was probably the biggest moment from e3 and everyone was super excited and then a day later i realized they didn't show any gameplay <laughs> i had to go back and watch it so all right we'll dive in cyberpunk 2077 yes now um oh my god oh my god oh my god all right firstly you you tell me what happened okay i'm gonna (laughs) tell me about the sizzle then i'll talk about the steak let me tell you about all the sizzle first of all three syllables 
Wait, four syllables. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it took me a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how exciting. Um, and he's just so cute. Like, he, no one was more stoked to be there than him. He was just like, why am I here? I don't play games. You're all lovely. Thanks, guys. Um, and, and not only that, it spawned so many memes. Uh <laughs> Because someone said that he was breathtaking, and then he said that they were breathtaking, and that everyone was breathtaking, just in case you haven't been on the internet this week. Um, and he's just... Uh, he's one of Hollywood's best-kept secrets, really, before I even get into the game. Um, quick, he, quick Keanu shout-out. Yeah, always. I mean... Love you, Keanu. But it's uh, he's always that person who you see an article about going, you know, top three nicest guys in Hollywood, and he's always just hanging out in the background, donating all his money, doing nice shit. He's had... A hell of a life, like really lived through and seen some shit. Um, but he he's just continues to be Hollywood's sweetheart, and um, I'm so glad, so glad he's getting such a revival in the last um, two or three years or so. Um, the internet wants more of him, and um, and they really delivered with Cyberpunk. So not only did he get to present the game at E3, he didn't really say a whole lot. He just had to be there. Yeah, it was, yeah he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't know what he's doing there, which which just makes it all the more endearing. But he's, he's in the game. So yes. we saw a, kind of a long trailer, a little bit of action, and in a very alternative universe, Matrix Neo-esque vibe, you know, wake up, we've got shit to do. Mm. Um, and he appears, he's long, the John Wick haircut and all. And he's in the game, and he's spent 13 days in the studio, and he has the second most lines behind the protagonist. So he's going to be a significant character. And yeah, they like not that I followed that closely, but I'm on top of a lot of the cyberpunk stuff, and I mm. had no idea this was coming. So this was very exciting. Yeah, I was very excited. Like I was already very keen for this game for a bunch of reasons, and now that he's in, I'm just like, whoa, I'm excited. Um, oh, it's just great. A lot of people have also sort of said it's, a, it's almost like a this generation's Johnny Mnemonic time character. Well, I was about to say, if Johnny Mnemonic, because this game is about, you know, dystopian future, mm. augments, androids, or, you know, the fine line between becoming robotic and all that stuff, which was a big thing in Johnny Mnemonic, if exactly. you recall. Yeah. So I wonder which one of his characters will want to club sandwich. <laughs> is it more Neo or is it more Johnny... What's his name? Oh, I forget his name, Johnny Mnemonic. Anyway, so... This was sizzle. This was exciting. And Mm -hmm. it was bold. Like, every celebrity anything in E3 is always shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's always been rubbish. It's like, oh, good, that fifth character from that B-grade show is in this game. Whoa. But But, then they break out these guns. The random celebrity cameo sort of thing. Um, So that was sizzle. And that lasted a day. And then the internet took off. And I know you really resonated with that. I was like... Always. Settle, guys. (laughs) No, shut up. (laughs) And Can't then the it dawned on me, like, they didn't show any freaking gameplay. That was all cinematic trailer. Do you know and what my favourite film has been this year? What? That video of Keanu Reeves playing with puppies. John Wick 3? No. It's just like a BuzzFeed video of him playing with puppies and answering fan questions. It's the best. <laughs> Five um, stars. So, this is CD Projekt Red. And I don't know if you know their other game they made. Yes. Yep. The Witcher. Yes. <laughs> now... The Witcher doesn't have big cutscenes. <laughs> the Witcher doesn't have Keanu Reeves. No. Not yet, my friend. But um, <laughs> it had a cutscene like, at the opening credits, and it, that's not the game. So I was a bit, you know, that's cool and all. That'll be the mm. intro of the game. But that's not the game. So I went and watched some gameplay, and it was very fascinating. Um, looks like Deus Ex Human Revolution with the mm-hmm, augments mm-hmm. and stuff. You can sort of stealth around and then be shooty or gunny or stabby and... Very um, RPG robot thing. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where we're at. So Cyberpunk have only made three games, which Mm -hmm. are one, two, and three. So they've had one IP, and they've done it very well. It's a very popular series. Mm -hmm. So now they're doing their own thing with no source material, and it's the first time they've moved away from The Witcher. So you could argue this is... Like, this is... Talk about the studio, because you said Cyberpunk, and I got very confused. Sorry, CD Projekt Red. Okay, there we go. This is the first thing they've made outside The Witcher. Right. So there's a bit of risk here. They're getting a lot of hype, and it, you know, you want these guys to succeed. So these are the good guy developers. These mm-hmm. ones, they mm-hmm. don't charge you out the butt. They don't mi- microtransaction you. They don't put 
you know, anti-piracy crap all through their games. They give you solid DLCs. Yeah, and they give you real DLCs of huge content, and they're just, you know, they're great um, developers in the era of, you know, EA and Ubi and, Mm. you know, everyone wants got their hand in your pocket. So I want these guys to succeed. I hope they do. The the sizzle is getting loud. (laughs) I hope they bring the steak. (laughs) Uh, I'm good with sizzle. Well, are you going to play this game? I plan to, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm excited. All right. What else have you seen? What else is at E3? Um, Fallen Order. What's that? What's that? Shouldn't Fall. you be the one telling me? Isn't that the Star Wars one? Oh, Fallen Order. Of course. Yeah. I'm, Sorry, I was I, thinking I, I it just sounded have... like one of those generic phone games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I, want to know more about the droid. Tell me more about the droid. <laughs> there's a cute droid. So I this love is um. Him. I don't even care about anything else in the game. So for me, it's the setting. It's post Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. If you remember, that's from prequel three. What was prequel three called? Revenge of the Sith, where um the Emperor issues Order sixty six and all the clones turn on the Jedi's and was one of the strongest scenes of all of Star Wars when all the Jedi died. It was kind of a bummer. Anyway, so we have this dude soul survivor and he goes on adventures um we'll see i'm i'm playing that coy like ea comes out and be like guess what everyone no microtransactions and expecting like cheers and stuff and it's like the best thing you have to say about your game (laughs) exactly i'm like well i mean just do that don't don't be a dick as if that's a feature (laughs) like you're you're the company most famous (laughs) for this being a thing and you're like all right how much you know Guess what? I'm not going to stab you. <laughs> like, some random guy in an alleyway. Hey, mate, I'm not going to stab you. I'm like, that, that's great news. I, I wasn't worried about it until you started threatening to not... Anyway. No, I'll, I'll sit tight for that one. All I'll right. say. Okay. I um, skipped all of Battlefront just because of the negative everything. Mm. We will see. Okay. Uh, next one I'm a bit intrigued about is the console wars. Sony did not attend E3. They felt they're pretty happy on their own sort of hype machine with their Sony exclusives, which they are. I mean, they've crushed it. And they think we're in a holding pattern before the next gen comes out. So Mm. I think they didn't want to tip their hand and they wanted to see what other people did. And Xbox obliged. Project Scarlet last quarter 2020, which means we're about 18 months away Mm -hmm. from the new Xbox. Um I mean, new Xbox. Is that what it's called? What's it called? What? I don't know. It's called, oh, the project's called Project Scarlet. I don't know what they'll actually call the unit. Oh, okay. They're kind of in that hole, aren't they? Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Xbox Sub-Zero. Yeah, there's no... Xbox, Xbox. There's no rhyme or reason. Xbox squared. (laughs) So, looks like late next year, everything's going to kick off. Um... Solid state hard drives is a big one for me. Loading mm-hmm. times are getting ridiculous. My PlayStation's falling to bits. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty pumped for that. But that was interesting. So it mm-hmm. looks like 18 months, you're all going to be on the hook for 500 bucks to get a new console. Blech. Um, You got anything else? A um, couple of other mentions. Kings of Lawn, The Fall of Ebri. Uh, RPG <laughs> sounds game. Sounds like another <laughs> generic. Well, yeah. <laughs> Aren't they all? Uh, it's RPG. It looks kind of creepy, though, so that looked kind of interesting. Um, also, there was that spooky puzzle game, uh, GYLT. Uh, and I want to play that, but it looks a bit too scary, so I'll probably not play it. <laughs> but um, someone played on my behalf. <laughs> or just put all the lights on and maybe I'll consider it. Um, and the last one that intrigued me was uh, Rings of Asylum, which looked kind of like apocalyptic Borderlands-ish in that same kind of way. So I'm kind of intrigued by that. So I'm going to keep my eye on that one as well. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the My final two are from Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. There was the Banjo-Kazooie reveal. I'm not, yep. a, I'm not a Switch owner, so I can't weigh in on that. But whenever I play Smash on Switch, there's too many characters. And I'm like, oh, new characters, new characters. I'm like, whoa. Like, I get excited about new characters because there was only eight in my day. <laughs> So now it's like, I don't care. I, I don't can't mind master there, any of these characters. I don't mind there being lots of characters. I would just mind that I don't know who 60% of them are because <laughs> they're all anime ones. I'm like, I don't know these people. <laughs> so the big one, Nintendo did a, oh, one more thing. They iPhoned us and announced a Zelda sequel. Mm. So that's a big deal. Now, I can't, that was, I assume, a huge moment for everyone else. 
as I said, I don't own a Switch. Yep. <laughs> so I the other one. But the one that caught my attention, because yeah. I've been letting this one sort of sit in the background for me, is the remake of Final Fantasy Part Seven. Now, I haven't been following it closely, but they're always like, oh, yes, yeah, coming, coming release date. And then I'm like, what? what's taking so long? It's just a, I thought it was just going to be like a texture pack and a... Remastering or something. Yeah. Um, no, it's a reimagining. It's a remake. And they've gone nuts. Mm. And Now I'm interested. Yeah, so like everyone kept complete... talking about it. And I'm like, I've already played it. Like, I don't right. care. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be like a high def remake but yeah. it's a rebuild it's a reboot it's um they've gone hard rebooting games here we are it's yeah. finally happening um the clips look spectacular i loved seven but i do not remember a thing about it other than jacobo racing um, oh is and... it not the one with the ball game no that's 10 is that 10 i don't know yeah it's one with the ball game to the seven or ten i can't remember and i remember knights of the round taking eight minutes per attack and i remember ruby weapon a fight that took like half a day or some shit like <laughs> none of these things seemed like good things in hindsight but i remembered them <laughs> you remembered them and you didn't hate it you know i had to get the walkthrough off game facts that you get them in a text-based document there weren't internet mm. walkthroughs there was no ign there was no i just have to buy this magazine yeah so um expensive. but once my excitement built i saw the end of it um mm. part one they're splitting it uh. into two parts if that means they're going to do another one of those, like, three-hour tutorials, I'm out. <laughs> what was that? I think that was 12. 12 I tried to play, and after I was doing the tutorial for two hours, I threw it in the bin. I'm like, I'm not sitting around doing this. <laughs> Fuck this. But they seem to think they have enough content to um, split mm. into two parts. So. We'll see. Anyway. So that was everything I noted from E3. There's obviously a lot more, but just the things I had some reaction to. Mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. else from you, Em? Not for E3. That wraps up my E3 business. Sick. After the break, I'm going to give my final review of Sekiro Shadow Sideways. Welcome back. This fucking game. Um, <laughs> so. More like T dies twice. Uh, if only it was twice. <laughs> it was Sekiro. T dies often. Um <laughs> This game is hard. So it's from From Software, mm-hmm. which I've talked about a lot. I um, mm-hmm. really enjoyed Bloodborne until I got to this boss that broke my life. And then I took a game break between, and now I got Sekiro for my birthday. And so I gave that a go. It is very good. Now... Is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just there... never saw you having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> there was... Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't as bad as that Bloodborne heyday. Now... What they did was bananas. So all the other games, it's duck and move, duck and move, hit and duck, hit and duck, dodge Mm -hmm. and punish, predict and punish. Mm -hmm. And they completely changed the combat mechanic. And I don't know if this made it harder for people coming from the other games because they're so used to playing it one way. So instead of dodging everything... It's you're a ninja, you shinobi, you got swords mm-hmm. out, so you meant to you meant to stand in front of them and get hit with a sword, but you meant to block it. Right. So you have a button you hold to block, yeah, and if you tap it and deflect it at the right time you get bonus you know Sure. Positive things happen. And then you can jump attacks, you can dodge attacks, and you can counter attacks, and it's this real rock, paper, scissors and it's the predicting because what happened in all the other games, you have to learn what the monster or dude is going to do, mm. and you see the action and you react accordingly. Mm-hmm. This took that concept, dialed it up to 11 and a half. It was insane. Oh. And this game is the hardest game I've ever played. It didn't have any moment that was as hard as my Lawrence the Vicar Bloodborne <laughs> moment, but as a whole, it was a chore. There's so many bosses, and you just can't fall through bosses like in bloodborne there's 17 bosses i you know just waltzed through maybe 10 of them yeah with only a couple deaths you just figure it out with this one every one was an ordeal the mini bosses were frustrating and some of them were yeah controller and rage throwing inducing um, I think I watched you watch this game more than I did see you play this game because you had to watch so many videos to see what to do. And I'm like, are you ever actually playing this game? I have to shout out to Fuzzy Barbarian, an Australian <laughs> YouTuber who is a 
gun at this game and his strategies were top notch. Was he the funny one? No, oh. he's, he's just the good one. He's not the funny one who Sorry, talks. Fuzzy. Yeah, I'm sure you're actually funny too. I think that was uh, Fextra Life. I don't know. There's a guy who um, was talking. Hello, adventurer. He was, I, you must attack the button. Anyway, he he was funny. He he was just the right amount of funny. Because I'm like, I can't you can't tell if this is just who you are as a person or if you're being funny. No, it was a character. I should have gotten his voice, giving him a shout out. It's kind of what you meant to do. That's but true. he was also very good. Now, in these games, they have the normal strat and what they call the cheese strat. It's mm-hmm. cheesy, where you find some sort of glitch or. Oh, like the one that walked off the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Beast of Hatred ate my lunch. I got him to final phase like nine times and couldn't close the deal. And I used a cheese strat to get him to walk off to his own death. <laughs> it was also very difficult so to pull off the cheese strat, but uh, I got that faster than I actually killed him by myself. Sure. Um, but it's very good. And uh, there's a mix. Some bosses are just dumb and frustrating. Some bosses... Uh, the great from software bosses where mm. you do you get kicked in two seconds mm. and then you get kicked in five seconds and you get kicked sure. in 11 seconds and you keep hitting your head against it and you get better and better and better until you're at the end of the fight and you win and those fights are so rewarding peak gaming you know these super hard bosses and you just eventually get through it and predict everything and last the whole 10 minutes and mm. it's glorious um and there was a lot of those moments yeah there was also a lot of bullshit <laughs> Um, so I zipped through that. I also did the alternate ending to get the other bosses, so I have defeated every boss. Mm. Some cheesier than others. Of course. <laughs> but overall, uh, very good if you know this <laughs> style of game. You sounded so annoyed that it was good. You're like, Ugh. well, it's. I'm like, how do you recommend these games unless you know what you're getting into? So each new game they release, it's getting niche and niche <laughs> Like More who's, and more niche, I think. Yeah, the that's probably a better choice of that word. So I'm like, I don't know who's playing these games anymore. Cause, uh, I, I've already told them if they release a DLC for Sekiro, ban me from buying it. Yeah, I'm throwing that disc in the bin. You are... Yep, I've beaten the game and that's all. I do not want to play it again. That game is your bad hat. It's like if anyone's watched Metal Lion Pepito and his bad hat. Any any From Software game is T's bad hat. No bad hats for you. It's a hard game. Turned to a monster. <laughs> but I defeated it. I won. Um, and the final boss. Like, you sit there and you play a game. You're like, yay, oh, yay, oh. This game, I'm jumping up and down when I beat a boss. You saw it happen several times where I'd jump up and I'd flip off the TV quite aggressively. Freaked out the dog all the time. Yeah, the dog doesn't like it either. <laughs> um... Overall, it's keeping up the high quality from from software. Overall, super enjoyable, uplifting, Overall, super fun time game. <laughs> well, what's next? El- Elden Ring or that one. So that'll be next year. That's not coming into this house. <laughs> it's got your drama. We'll wait for the reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but that disc has been removed and retired and I am now <laughs> on Days Gone. Yes. Ellie, thoughts on Days Gone? Any? Um... Interesting. So I'm at the very beginning game and you've got no health, no stamina, no dead eye. You've got no weapons. You've got no skills and everything's a pain. And Mm -hmm. I can see how, because you look at the skills you can get later and you're like, all right, this will make that much easier. That'll make that much easier. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the, you know, the early zone where everything kills you. If you see more than three zombies, you're not going to even bother. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah. So early days. Um, it's Red Dead Redemption with a motorbike instead of a <laughs> horse. And you got to like fuel up your motorbike and stuff. Sure. And somehow get it out of the lake. Okay. <laughs> so I'll have a review for that in a week or two when I finish that. Excellent. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for Sekiro. Um, any gaming stuff from you, Em? Um... Not so much game. Well, I mean, a little bit of gaming stuff. Um, in some news, I have a couple of news points in terms of shows that are... Okay. Shows after the break. Okay. So you got show news for us? Yes. Okay. After the break, we're gonna, Em's got some show news and we're going to review Good Omens. Welcome back. Hooray. Em, what do you got? News time. So, in news, uh, we have The Division 2 is getting a Netflix movie. Did you know? What? The Division 2 is getting a Netflix movie. Well, that's well, that's gaming and movies. That's not a TV show, but all right. <laughs> Netflix is a TV show. I'm moving it into the Netflix-y streaming realm. You, you had a... 
you had a 66% chance of getting that right, and you got it in the wrong segment. Well, look, I thought it was going to say TV show, but my note says movie, so okay. this is just where we are right now. So, what's and the story in to, the division? I don't know, but there's going to be one, and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, oh, yeah. my, one of my squeezes, and Jessica Chastain. Chastain? Chastain? I don't actually know who that is, um, so I don't know how to speak. Send him correctly, so sorry, Jessica. Um, but they will both be starring in the Division 2 movie on Netflix. To talk to some of our... I know a few of our cohort play that game. Indeed. Uh, to see. I didn't think it was particularly story-driven. I know it's sort of dystopian, post-apocalyptic Washington, but I didn't think it would... Well, I guess there's enough to warrant a, a movie. movie. Of all the games that needed a movie, that wasn't... A Tom Clancy one wasn't one. <laughs> There's sure. enough Tom Clancy movies. I yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's happening. Um, also, Dead to Me has been renewed for season two, which is great news for lovers of that show. Did you like the first one? Yes. Okay. Um, and also, Russian Dolls is mm, has been renewed. Now, I believe from an early article I read a while ago that they said if they were going to extend, they would use some of the same actors but different characters and different stories. Um, okay, I okay. need to revisit that to make sure that that's factual, but I'm quite sure that's what they said. If that's the direction they go or not, I guess we'll see. Um, and also it's just getting closer and closer to when Stranger, three, Stranger Things comes out and I'm just excited about it. Now this is season three and final? I believe so, yes. Okay, okay. They want to make a trilogy. What even happened in two? Um, stuff happened. Because I remember a lot of the plot points from one, but two's eluding me. It didn't quite resonate. We'll do a little recap just before three comes out. Oh, well, all right. You can watch it again. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no time for this. Don't think I won't. Uh, all right. Any other ones? Um, that's about all my news points for that. Okay. So the show we binged this week, Good Omens, Good based Omens. on the novel Good Omens by, what are their names? Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. That's correct. Um, book I started to read. Um, <laughs> Tell me your experience with the book. I will. So, uh, so, <laughs> so the book had some great, interesting premises, but was just written with such flowery language. Which at first I was like, "Oh, this is this is delightful. This is fun." Uh, but then after a good like eighteen or twenty eight percent of the book, where not much had happened except for this flowery language and half a conversation. I was like, you know what? I don't think I can read a whole book of this. I'm just going to wait for this show. Because the reason <laughs> I, I wanted to read it is because I saw a trailer and I was like, this looks great. And I'm a sucker for um, angel mythology stories. And so uh, on paper, it sounded great. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to wait for the show. And I did. And I was not disappointed. Now, the the flowery language, we saw that in the show in terms of the narrator. Yes. And, and they, that's how... Yeah. That's what you mean? That's what I mean. And it, they did a very good job of having enough of it to carry that through to the TV show. That was really good. Yeah, because that worked really well in the TV show. Because yeah. it was just at the start and maybe yeah. the end of each episode. Yeah. Or just a quick check-in for some exposition. And then it was, you know, characters and acting mm. and you didn't worry about it. So that like was, was quirky delightful. and cool. And then the show happened. Like, yeah. it moved on. So that But was, reading a that whole book nice. like that is... Uh... And don't get me wrong, like, I get the cleverness and the wordplay and the things like that, and, and a lot of that played out really well throughout the show as well. It's just a bit exhausting to read, and especially for a story that is, in text, quite slow-moving, mm. um, where so it was just all that, and, I'm, and it was a bit much for me. But the show itself, let's move yeah, on to the so show. let's move on to the show. So uh, it's that classical... Forces of Heaven versus the Forces of Hell mm-hmm. vibe. Love it. Um, Starring two inf- of our faves yep, as well. Infinite War going on. They both have an agent placed on planet Earth, mm-hmm. a good angel, mm-hmm. played by Michael Sheen with delightful blonde tips. And he only wears white. It's so sweet. <laughs> and oh. a dark angel? Demon <laughs> is what I'm looking for. Um, played by David Tennant. What an excellent, this spectacular casting for both of them, by yes. the way. Like, whoa. So wow. we see them at the beginning of time, mm-hmm. and their jobs are to recruit for, you know, the... Good, to, bad. Yeah. <laughs> be a good person. No, be a bad person. So they're literal manifestations of the, mm. you know, the good Pretty self-explained, and bad really. on <laughs> either shoulder. Um, history goes on, and the story all revolves around the theoretical end of 
Earth with mm-hmm. the birth of the Antichrist. Antichrist, yes. Damien? It's not Damien. Yeah, they didn't name it Damien in the end. But um, anyway, that's a funny scene in the movie uh, show mm-hmm. you should watch. And the eventual potentially apocalyptic nature that that entails. Mm-hmm. And then the story goes from there. Now, where to begin? <laughs> <laughs> the show is David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Yeah. There's a big story going on with the four horsemen of the apocalypse and mm. the end of the world and blah, 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 blah. But it is about these two angels, or the angel and the demon, who who have just had to hang out for all of human history. What an unlikely friendship. Yeah. And That's so cute. This, I want them to get married. And this was brilliant. So they're aware of each other mm. and they meet up sometimes. They're like, I just recorded, you know... Uh, recruited these people for heaven i just recruited these people for hell like oh you and like the joke is they since they're both doing it they're like it doesn't matter because every good person i do Mm. the other person's going to recruit a bad person and as history goes on they sort of decide they can slack off a bit and just go about their business and it was a delightful premise i loved it so much and they both really enjoy earth and all the earthly delights as well so um the angel really loves books and reading and delightful food, and the other one loves cars and chaos and and plants and plants. Yeah, unusually house plants, <laughs> whom he yells into growing well. <laughs> so the the motivation leading up to the story is that these guys have been on Earth so long that they kind of like it. They're not taking their job super seriously, and now mm-hmm. that the apocalypse is upon them, they're like, ah, oh, do we do do we help? <laughs> like <laughs> war between heaven and hell is you know. Why does everyone want war between heaven and hell? And, it and was... they have selfish interests because they don't really want the apocalypse because no. they're like, well, we quite like it here. Yeah, one of them <laughs> opened a bookshop. <laughs> yes, it's very delightful. So there's a there's like an A story, a B story, a C story, and a D story. There were that many stories? That's like yeah, two. Yeah, well, there was... Um, Walk us through them because I don't remember. There was a witching bloodline oh, right. yeah, who right. had premonitions. There was a witch hunting guild... Mm. That had survived. There was the actual story of the Antichrist kid mm. who goes on, who is raised. And it was actually some really interesting stuff because there, there's a whole um, bunch of swapped at birth stuff going on at the start. Yeah. And you're sort of like, right. Also, I cannot tell you how confusing that was to read. I had to yeah. read that chapter like three times and it was 1am. I'm just like, I just, I think that was one of the moments where I'm like, I just can't with this book. <laughs> it's too complicated. <laughs> And sort of... Much easier to watch. Even that was tricky. One of them has been raised with the literal demon and the angel on his shoulders being like, be a good guy. Nah, be a bad guy. Bring on the apocalypse. Disguised nah, be a good guy. Is, Isn't aren't, aren't yeah. plants nice? <laughs> like, <laughs> and stuff. And it was. And then there was the actual Antichrist who just sort of hung out <laughs> and did nothing. Um, there's also the four horsemen of the apocalypse who need mm. to arrive for this to happen. And we see their... Kind of like their... Not origin stories, but their... Pro- being recruited or being told and it's yeah. bananas that like, calls to action yeah so to me the best part of the show is i guess the bromance between tenant and sheen the yes. good and bad oh, yeah yes. and so they they hang out they meet up every few hundred years and after a while they sort of become friends and they're like want to get lunch and they go out on <laughs> dates and it's amazing and at about the middle i, I won't talk about later plots because you should watch it yourself i'm going yes. to recommend this at the end it was like, oh, I could just watch the whole show of just these guys. And then I'd watch a sequel where nothing even happens. It's just those two getting brunch. <laughs> Going to the Ridges Hotel. Um, and I'm like, I could just watch this. This is the best. But then we got, like, that did become the A story, mm. was those two guys. And the... I want to say it's that way in the book as well. Yeah? From what I could tell. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff happening, and... A lot of it got relegated to the B plot, C plot, D plot. Mm. So when it all comes to a head in the far last few episodes, I was like, "That." I mean, I know I wanted this, but maybe I shouldn't have wanted this. <laughs> maybe I wanted the actual main story to happen as well. And now, that fuck was... that story. <laughs> the story was boring. Uh, no, because I, I think, uh, I mean, again, I, I haven't even read half of the book. But from what I could gather, the whole kind of like thematic point is that there's not really good and evil. Everyone's a little bit of both all mm. the time. And you sort of see that manifest through their friendship a lot. Um, yeah, so I think that definitely is and should have been the A story. So I'm okay. quite pleased with that. So as perfect 
and beat for beat as those two were, all the other subplots were quite rushed. And this is only six episodes. Mm. And I never do this. I think it should have had more episodes. I think if they what? pushed it to ten and just expanded the other stories to make that a bit more dramatic. Like we get How unlike you. Like the Four Horsemen story, we get this big build up of them all being recruited to the same place and then that all doesn't it was a little really, fizzly. A little fizzled. Nothing really happened. Mm. And um, I'm good with it, though, but um, I would always welcome more episodes of anything I enjoy. So. Yeah, so, yeah, if they did it in 10, I'd be giving this 9s and 10s out of 10s. Mm, wow. Wait, I don't give scores. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, but, yeah, watch this show just for the Tenant Sheen bromance. Yes. It's delightful chemistry. and hilarious. Great casting. Like, we, we know David Tennant's amazing. But Martin, Martin, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen is not in this. Michael Sheen, yes. underrated. He is. Freaking he, gem. He's he always is a darling. I love him in everything. Because all the other shows I've seen him in, he's quite stiff. Mm. He plays sort of an uptight person, whereas this one where he had a, 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 he had a quirky character to run with, and he crushed it. Oh, he just, he makes my heart hurt. He's so cute in it. He's just adorable. And he just like, only wears white. <laughs> and yeah, he's delight on earth is like well, the earth can't end crepes are there <laughs> he just loves crepes <laughs> who doesn't and also don't forget to mention that like john ham plays gabriel in this that's right john ham's in it he's um so he keeps checking in and says, oh how's how's all this going and it's like oh you know oh yeah i'm going to stop you know the antichrist is like we want a war and there was this interesting subplot it was like no nah, we want a war we heaven and hell's time let's go to war and all the characters on earth are like why does like we shouldn't want war. It was a sort of philosophical debate. Mm. You know, war is inevitable. Inevitable. Let's just get it on with. And like, no. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's a it's a very philosophical story when you really start to pull it apart. So that's also very interesting about it. Mm. But let's be real. It's all just about Tenet and Sheen bromance and yeah. Oh, I just want to watch that. I hope they hang out in real life and act that way <laughs> together. I would just stalk them in a coffee shop with little cutout holes in a newspaper, just get my crepe on and. Being real Getting happy crepe about Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good omens. Big thumbs up for me. Was it thumbs yes. up for you, Em? Yes, so many thumbs now, up. Now, what was this on? Was this on Amazon? Or was it Hulu? This is... I, was it? Uh, crap, I forget. I, I think it's Amazon. Amazon or Hulu. Have a look. <laughs> get your Amazon Prime, get your free one-day ship, and get good omens. I'm mm-hmm. just going to double-check that. I think it is Amazon. I'm quite sure that it is. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, cool. Oh, look at them. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop it. Get it away from me. I'm going to get too excited. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a big (laughs) thumbs up to watch for me. Great show. Yeah. Cool. Any other TV news? Uh, I've started... What have I started? Broad City? You started um, two of the same show, Tuka and Birdie and Broad City. (laughs) I haven't liked Tuka and Birdie. That's a shame. Yeah. It's it's not enough. Mm. So, like... I don't like Tuka at all. Mm. Uh, Birdie, she's got some, you know, good anxiety plot lines and stuff, but there's just not enough to ground it for me. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's not. I've, I think I've got two more to go. You may as well finish it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Second last one's a bummer, though. I think that's what I'm up to. Yeah, we have fun with that. <laughs> I think I'm vibing more with the um, Birdie's boyfriend. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say anything, but he really reminds me of you. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> he just loves slacks. <laughs> what? What do you mean, <laughs> slacks? You know, he's holding that picture of himself. He looks really cute. Uh, I, I liked the bit where he's like, ah, oh, because he they have they have a falling out, as in the two Grimberti, and I'm like, oh, that's all right. What's the guy's name? Speckle. Yeah, Speckle's been acting like Tuka. Like I'm Tuka. Yum yum yum. Look at my beak. <laughs> And he gets really excited about architecture. I don't even like architecture. I'm sure I would. <laughs> You'd probably love it if you had the chance. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, with that revelation, after the break, we're talking movies. Um, Men in Black International after the break. Welcome back. <laughs> so anticlimactic are your returns. <laughs> I can't think of something for everything. It's M and Speckle. <laughs> <laughs> it's M and Speckle Day. 
Um, May Black International. Yep. We saw you go, it. Em, get us going. Okay. Uh, we had a great time at the advanced screening of Men in Black International. Premiere. Advanced screening. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, this is a tricky movie because it has. it's hard to ride on the shoulder of giants, really, like such a big movie franchise. But um, I know it's been slammed in reviews a lot, but I really liked it and there's a lot of reasons why. And I think one of the things that's very admirable about this film is that it didn't rely at all on any of the previous movies. Like, whenever there's a reboot, you kind of expect it to really lean into that quite heavily. Like Ocean's 8. <laughs> sure. And uh, and this just didn't like it. It held its own and planted its own two feet, and I really liked that. Like, to me, it just felt like an expansion of the universe. Um, and and that's for the... that alone, I think it's very commendable. And that's the way to go. Because, yeah. remember, you're up against Will Smith in his Prime yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones, and that was the most surprising buddy like, cop what a pairing in like what well, it started in the nineties in like mm-hmm. that era history. That was such a good, such a good call. Mm. But they didn't have to mention that too much. And the Men in Black like universe has a lot of room for stuff to do. So it was definitely definitely the right decision. Saying that, let's get into it. So we have the Ragnarok team, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. We know they have chemistry. We saw Mm. it in Ragnarok, and that was great. Um, And it was pretty good in this movie. Yeah. Um, Tessa did as much as she could with the content. She was the star of this for mine. Yeah. They didn't quite know what to do with Chris. He had his moments, but I don't think anyone told him how he should be playing his character. (laughs) I disagree. I think it's more... Like, I know that you were pissed because they didn't explain one of the things that happens early in the film, and that annoyed you. Well, it was like... Which we won't talk about what it was. No. So, Chris Hemsworth is the um, tenured agent. Mm. His, um, what is he, hero, you know... Golden child, The the rock star agent. Mm. And... Tessa's the new recruit, and that's the pairing, and they go on their adventures from there, and he sort of... when you Hang on, just pause for a minute. When you think about that, they kind of flipped the roles as to what they did with the original Men in Black. Because remember, Will Smith rocked up, he was the new recruit, and he was all right, like, the senior was more, relaxed and all edgy, Yeah. whereas Tessa comes in, and she's the one who's more all very by the book. And, and, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was... I don't really just realise that now. Fascinating. And, um... Yeah, so he jumps around from playing sort of loose and chaotic and borderline inept mm. at times. And then sometimes he's a real rock star and really good at his job. Very Archer-esque, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's like, true, actually. Really effective, but kind of crap mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of thing. But Living in chaos. They, and they never quite nailed down what his deal was. And that is true. I could have forgiven everything if they sort of nailed that in whatever the plot was later on. I imagine if they make a sequel, they'll probably flesh it out and we'll get a lot more backstory and he'll become a lot more three-dimensional in saying that you shouldn't really need a sequel to do that. And that was interesting because, like, you'd think this would be rebooting into... I mean, it's a big open world. You could write any yeah. story in the Men in Black world and it's very cool. Um, but they didn't really set that up. There, were, there wasn't really a setup for this to kick on with this pair well i don't know the the way that they kind of left it i think it could go either way so i'm not sure yeah. personally i'm hoping for a sequel because i think this had a lot of promise and um now that they've kind of tested it out i think the next one has the potential to be fantastic mm. like i still really enjoyed this i thought it was fun the story could have maybe been a little stronger but i still had a really good time and i loved like i cannot express how much i loved how original it was in terms of it not leaning on the previous films. Right. We've kind of put the horse before the cart here. Let's dive into the story a bit. So, usual post-apocalyptic... Not post-apocalyptic. <laughs> potential apocalyptic. Potential. <laughs> alien invasion. And this is where the Men in Black stuff shines. Because, you know, it's not alien invasion per se. It's usually, it's always something to do with... Oh, yeah, there's aliens on the planet. Which is what the Men in Black universe mm. is about. And it's like a political thing. Like, oh, this guy's here. He's got political asylum. This person's doing here. Mm. Go do this. And it's not about, oh, we're under attack. It's about more. Coexisting. 
mundane plots that turn out to be invading yeah. aliens kind of thing. And that was that's always quite cool. Um, the highlight for me is when they get teamed up with a Stevie Pawnee. No, Steve Pawnee. Yeah. Or Pawnee. Uh, voiced Hi, by Kamal Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. Who, love that guy. Yeah, I love that guy. He makes everything 9% better when mm-hmm. he is in it. I've said this before. Um, and he... Does he plays his little dry, tiny little pocket monster, and just goes along for the ride? And he's got all the deadpan timing to set up the other two, mm. and he stitched the comedy together. He was the glue. He was very to this cute. Movie. Yeah, he was great. And um, he's tiny, so it's cute. Better <laughs> <laughs> um, believe I'll be buying one. <laughs> now, some decent action scenes, but a bit restrained. If I were to compare to the original trilogy, there was I suppose that's lots true. of guns and explosions and some fights, but I was never wow. And I, I know mm. it's you know twenty years difference, and a bit you've seen it all before, but I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't blown away when I watched Men in Black One, mm. which was a big deal. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think you can compare those two experiences really, because that's the first time that we kind of saw that. Really, and that, but that's what made it so good. Mm. And you know, if you're going to reboot it, you got to up the stakes or up something because it's yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah, otherwise you're just watching a lukewarm version of a 20 year old movie. Like, mm. yeah. Um, overall, pretty decent. Just okay. Just okay. I liked it. Like, if you're going and expecting an extremely highly developed three dimensional story, I probably would say this isn't the movie for you. But if you like a bit of nostalgia and you just want to see a bit more of that Men in Black universe, plus if you really like um, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, give it a go. I think it's still really enjoyable. Like, it's it's a movie that's a bit of fun. You're not going in to go and see an Oscar movie here. Like, it's no, a bit of fun. If, as soon as it appears on a streaming service, I'd be all about it. Yeah, yeah. Great Sunday night movie. Sunday Definitely. night movie with some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn flick. But, um... Oh, shall Yeah, it's not escalating the that franchise. Or anything. I think it's opening it up. I would be very open to a sequel. I think that would um, have a lot of potential. Okay, so thumbs, thumbs up, up for you to the side for me. Men, that's Men in Black International. Spectacular. Um, That brings this episode to a close. Any other movie news? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want it. Okay. Otherwise, I would have mentioned. Do you have movie news? I guess not. Yeah. (laughs) You're looking at me like I don't. Well, um, thanks for bringing it up, I guess. <laughs> well, it's uh, next week. Next week? Week in a bit. It's um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, my God. That should be exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Which isn't news. It's just me saying a thing, I think. This is more like my <laughs> social feed at this point. I'm going to tell you about a, a sandwich I made. <laughs> I'm going to no. describe it. Well, look, off air, I'd like to hear more about this sandwich. But until then... <laughs> Um, it's truffles. <laughs> oh, yeah, you only got them truffles. That's a whole thing. Um, this brings this episode <laughs> to a close. Thank you for listening to Good Pop, Bad Pop. We hope you've enjoyed all of our E3 news. Um, tell us what you're excited about from E3. So tweet us at goodpop underscore badpop or drop us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash goodpopbadpoppodcast or on Insta at goodpopbadpoppodcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.